It's not the fear of failing that, that really scares us. It's the fear of success. Because once you get success, you have to maintain success. Helping men get the most out of the things in life that they're up to. To be of service. That's who we are. Getting past their fear. Yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit you're telling yourself. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to the Sovereign Man Podcast. I'm your man, Nikki Ballou, and I'm here with my man, Steve Richmond. What's going on, Richmond? Oh, all, all kinds of good stuff. It's always fun to talk to the blue on camera. There it is, my man. There it is. So, Richmond, today, um, today's topic really is about helping men get the most out of the things in life that they're up to. And it's also about getting past their fear. So getting versus giving was the theme of the first part of our conversation. So for the benefit of the men, just give a brief background of yourself and your work with men, and then let's dive into this topic. All righty. Um, so about 30 years ago, I, I did a little transformational weekend. And uh, before that, I was a man who was, I had buddies. I was alone when it came to the important stuff. You know, I had the, I had the beer drinking buddies, the dark playing buddies, the touch football, all that kind of shit. And <clears throat> thought life was pretty good. Um, was very fearful around uh, pursuing my dream, partially because I was I was in a relationship that uh, she was a good woman and all, but I wasn't I wasn't being who I needed to be, and uh, that really held me back, and I had a lot of fear around that. Um, having done that weekend, I started to have men in my life to really helped um, and helped talk me through a lot of those fears that, you know, had held me back most of my life. And lo and behold, I found myself stepping into volunteer roles and leadership roles. And with everyone I stepped into, the more I quote unquote gave to what I was doing, the more those fears dissipated and the better leader I became and the better man I became. And the realization of how much, you know, that chatter that's in your head uh, holds you back was uh, life-changing because I finally had some people in my life that I could actually open up to and spill my guts with no judgment and you know, if they were if they were valid fears, they acknowledged it. And if it was just my head 
playing stupid games on me, they acknowledged that for me too. So it allowed me to have the guts to, uh, you know, start my own playground company and start hiring people and, and take a lot more responsibility. And apparently my, my dog wants to say hello. <laughs> he's been laying there sleeping until i started talking um and that was the thing and the more i discovered the more i gave the better my life got and the more i got back out of it including a woman i was in a relationship with uh well two women over the last 30 years but uh it's yeah it just it changed the entire quality of my life and allowed me to start taking on disciplines and achieving goals that I probably never would have looked at without this work. Well, your story is an interesting one. Because I, I know you well, as well as anyone can know you, I suppose, outside of your woman. And you're a man I deeply respect, which is one of the reasons I asked you to come on the show. Um, and one of the things that you were discussing in a course that you're leading that I've been a part of mm -hmm. was the distinction for men about getting versus giving. And the question that you asked was, ask myself this question, what am I getting versus what am I giving? And I mm -hmm. thought to myself, that's a really good question. Is my attitude as I go through life, what am I going to give today? Or is my attitude as I go through life primarily focused on what am I going to get today? And I remember when I was a much younger man, even a boy, I was raised in a family of givers and we had a very give first mentality and something happened right around when I was 17, someone took advantage of my giving nature at three in the morning mm -hmm. and volunteered me to drive a bunch of people home that I didn't know. And I really didn't want to do it. I just wanted to go home. And so at the end of the day, I didn't do it. And a switch went off in my head to say, I'm never going to be taken advantage of again. And so I, I held back on giving as much as I've been giving. Now I'm still a very giving man, but I know that I've had, uh -huh. a, I've had a, um, I've had some armor, which I put on in front of me that prevents me from always giving freely. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. And so I wanted to well, chat with you about this in terms of how this impacts me and how this impacts men. And why is this whole dichotomy between getting and giving an important one for a man to consider? Well, I think there's two things there. There's one thing. It's one thing to give. Uh, it's another to be taken advantage of. You know, one of, one of the things we learn is core values as men uh as we grow is that you know to to give is, is very beneficial but if you give to the point that you're compromising your own life 
you know, for example, three o'clock in the morning, I'm sure you had better things to do like sleep than take these people home. It just depends. Like I wasn't there. You're, you're the only one that was there. It may have, it may have been a selfish moment. Like, fuck you. I, I don't want to drive you people home. Or it may have been like, no, this is enough. You know, you've asked, I've given, I've given, I've given there, you know, that, uh, that, account especially between men may have been out of balance that you've given and given and given and these people you know aren't giving back to you well that's gonna that's compromising who you are then you know you're at the risk of becoming like a doormat that you you know it's one thing to give it's another to be at someone's beck and call you know and unfortunately I had to live at someone's back and call for eight months and I did it with full love in my heart when, when my lady was ill before she passed. And, and that really, the love and the benefit I've received from taking care of her and literally, you know, being there at three o'clock in the morning if she needed me. Although a few times she still tried to get out of bed on her own. That was, that was a harrowing experience, but uh, just to be of absolute service to a person was probably the most fulfilling eight months of my life. It was, it was tragic that she was dying, but it was also fulfilling in the same breath that I was just able to be there for her 100%. And fortunate, was fortunate enough to be in a position where I could pretty much put my life on hold to take care of her. No. So if, if a man is part of a group like, like, like ours, like Sovereign Man in our Sovereign Circle program, mm-hmm. what is it that, um, what is it that this man needs to consider when he thinks about giving versus getting? And how can he make the most out of his experience of giving versus getting? Right. Well, here's the thing. If you're, if I, as a man, I'm sitting in a circle and I'm, you know, we're on a screen and I'm just waiting to be filled up. And all I'm doing is drawing energy out of the circle to, or out of the call, whatever it is, to fill myself up. I'm not contributing anything. And it's the combined experiences of men uh, that I've found in 30 years of doing this work that strengthens the circle. It's men giving back to each other. And an experience that you had may change my life. But if I never hear that, and all you do is sit on your hands and, and don't give to the, give to the conversation, I could be another 10 years before I, I learned that lesson. You know, and we were on a call together last night and there was, you know, men shaking their heads about, wow, like didn't know that. And, you know, that interaction be- between men that have, and I find it all the time, like we're not that different. We tend to think we're very different, but we're not. And you get, men sitting around in a circle and guaranteed there's going to be one man go, holy shit, that's almost exactly what happened to me. So if I just sit back in that meeting and I don't share that, I'm depriving possibly another man of that lesson. 
again, all I'm looking at is what's in it in my life. So I, I'm not open to a lot of information coming in. I'm, I'm looking for what I think I need versus what I may truly need. So it's, it's really the interaction between, and we are social creatures. Like if you just sit back and want to suck information out, you know, go listen to a book because you, you, you're not contributing anything to the, to the men's lives around you. And when you do contribute to the men's lives around you, the, the human nature of it all is that we feel better about ourselves when we do help others. It's certainly been the case for me. Hmm. And I'm finding more and more, you know, and I, I'm no expert on this subject, but I'm finding more and more the stuff I see in social media and all that. It's all about what's in it for me, what's in it for me. And I think that's a big problem. That's why society is so divided today because, if you're just sucking what's in it for you, as opposed to giving back, you're, you're emptying the barrel. So participating in life really depends on how much can you give to someone else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you're, Take it a step further. If you're in a relationship with a woman and all you're looking to do is get out of that relationship, that that relationship is not going to last. You're going to drain the other person's energy and they're going to say enough is enough and walk away. If you're, if you're both not giving to that relationship, then it's doomed. And it's really not a lot different when you get a bunch of bearded, ugly men sitting around either. We're social creatures. We, we need to interact with each other. Yeah. So if you're participating in a group like ours, how would you go about encouraging men to contribute? Well, it, it, I think a little bit of it, uh, especially with the newer men, involves fear. They, they, you know, we're we as men have have a little bit of ego going on. We don't want to look bad. We don't want to, you know, fuck up. We don't want to do all these things. But if you're gonna be in this type of a, an environment, this is where we learn the lessons. So, just taking that little risk and putting something out there and you have to put a little bit of trust into the men around that, you know, a lot of what we do is in a confidential space. So for a man to bring a problem with his wife to that circle could be a little daunting because he may have been burned in the past or whatever, who knows the reasons, but to, to, to take the risk and trust these men and unburden yourself of something can provide tremendous value, not only to you, it can, you know, shine the light on something in other men's lives at the same time. And having, having, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Having that dialogue back and forth, uh, can, can quiet the 
crap going on in your head. Quite the chattering monkey. Yeah. Mm. You know, I'm thinking while you're speaking, and I'm 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 pondering what you're saying, which is why I'm much quieter on this particular episode than I have been <laughs> on other ones. Because it's interesting, and I I don't have a witty comeback. I, I, I'm not just agreeing with what you're saying. I'm actually absorbing it and going, okay, this is interesting. This is powerful. I, I want this to go through my DNA so that mm -hmm. I can live from well, and, and, and it's a small version of being of service. Listening to another man, hearing his pain or hearing his joy and sharing that with him is being of service to him. And especially as men, I mean, you know, in a marriage, that's our job is to be of service, to serve the relationship, to serve the family by providing, protecting, all that stuff. Um, that's, that's who we are. You know, so the more we do that, like with, you know, if you do a community service project, it's fulfilling. You know, men, men often say they don't like to ask for help, but if you ask for help and men, you know, men show up to help you move, they probably got 15 better things they could be doing with their time that don't involve sweating their balls off, helping somebody lift the couch up the stairs. But there's fulfillment in that. It's a feeling of accomplishment and helping another man. And it's no different with this work, it, except it can get into the deeper personal stuff. There again, when you give that stuff about yourself to the circle, it'll, you know, it's kind of like triage, if you will. Uh, you come in and you, you, Get the, get the battle scars patched up so you can go back and, and fight tomorrow. Because if you're constantly not letting go of all that stuff and holding on to it, it's going to wear you down. You need, a, you know, especially nowadays, there's so much shit going on. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Men need a place to dump the week's garbage so they can be better men for their, their wives and their families and their buddies for the next week. And I think that's part of, you know, we live in this grandiose age of communication, but anxiety and depression are through the fucking roof because there's all kinds of communication, but there's no connection. Yeah. And connecting, you know, with a bunch of like-minded men, not even like-minded. I mean, I've, Christ, I've been on men's teams with millionaires and unemployed men and men on welfare with two kids at the same time. But we all got shit in common. And, you know, I've seen a man literally that was on welfare help a man that, that was a multimillionaire through a huge personal breakthrough. Because we all put our pants on the same way every morning. This is a deeply introspective conversation for me as I listen to you speak about all this. And I'm learning a ton. 
you know, the distinction between communication versus connection is huge. We're talking at each other. We're not talking to each other, it seems like, in society. Huge. Yeah. 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 My daughter, my one daughter, I love her to death. She, she's getting the message finally. Used to drive me nuts. She would text me and I would call her. And I could see she was texting. She wouldn't pick up her phone. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> Just talk to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love her to death that she finally got the message. She's like, pick up the phone for Christ's sakes, would you? I think this yeah. is important because I'm listening to this for myself first and foremost. You know, I definitely can do better at giving freely, a, a shit ton better in every area of my life. I can do better with my kids, right. I can do better with my woman, I can do better mm -hmm. with my friends, my clients, my mom, my whole family. I can do better. Um, and I can do it in such a way where I won't be taken advantage of or feel I'm being taken advantage of. So I know I can do that. And the attitude of coming from a space of giving causes God to give more to me. I know that to be true. Yep. Law so of attraction is like, always working. I'm like, fuck it. All right. I'm, I'm going to give. Let's go. Let's give. Let's help be of service. All right. How can I be of service is the question I ask myself today. And who can I make a difference for today? That's the question to ask. Um, secondly, the other part of this conversation I want to have with you is around fear. Mm -hmm. You know, for the last two, three months, there's a bunch of stuff I'm afraid of that I haven't been really going after and confronting. And you were talking about that last night. Fear unfaced <laughs> turns into what? Doubt. Turns doubt into will doubt. kill you every time. Yeah, fear on face turns into doubt. And that's what happened for me. Mm -hmm. And and I just realized that's why the last, like I've been tired, I've been, you know, I've been exhausted. All that's true. But I've also been afraid of like just getting into the action and saying, okay, fuck it, let's go. And in the past, I wouldn't let my fear get in the way. I'd just say, okay, I'm afraid. Who gives a shit? That's just, you know, some bullshit emotion that will go away. And, and it always does. Um, yeah. And doubt kills. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and if you look around, you, you always see these stories of, you know, they came to this country with $10 in their pocket. And, uh, you know, 25 years later, they're multimillionaires. And I think part of the reason that, that immigrants can be so successful is they don't get the complacency because they came from having nothing and everything they get is just another step and it's, it's part of the dream and it's part of the challenge. 
And whereas we're raised in pretty fucking comfortable situations and, you know, our, our small problems appear huge and they, they trip us up, you know, and when we get big problems, they cripple us. You know, if, if, and, and, and well, that kind of gets into being fully self-sufficient and, and living on purpose too. Those people that come over that had nothing, their purpose is to build a better life. So they're starting with nothing. They've got nothing to lose. Whereas, you know, I was raised in a middle-class family and I'm comfortable. So that desire to stretch myself is not as pressing. And I think, you know, a lot of the, a lot of those fears come from what if I lose what I have, you know? They came from the immigrants came from nothing, so they got nothing to lose. You know what's the worst that can happen? They can be back where they started, and they survive that. And kind of segueing off a little bit, but it, it just just hit me. I, I was watching the Anderson Cooper's thing the other day of these people that come from all over the world to walk three thousand miles from Colombia up to the American border to try and get in. And they have nothing. <laughs> and it's like, talk about drive and desire, like Jesus. But the other thing is with fear, and, and it goes back to the giving in a circle. If you sit in a, in a circle of men and you don't talk about your fears that are holding you back, those monkeys up there, they just get a little stronger and a little stronger. Oh, you can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. And, you know, we, we call that taking counsel from our emotions because they'll, they'll talk you right out of doing shit, you know, uh, fear of failure is probably the biggest, uh, oxymoron, I think in the world, men, men, and I'm going to go with men cause I, I'm not a woman. Um, Men who say they have a fear, well, you know, uh, men who say they have a fear of failure are full of shit. It's not the fear of failing that, that really scares us. It's the fear of success. Because once you get success, you have to maintain success. Yeah. And that's the big scary one. Telling, you know, and I've, I've, done this and it took a lot of introspective work which is what i love about this work it uh, and the courses that i instruct they're very you, you have to be introspective they're not about leadership they're about introspection yeah and that fear of failure that i had when i started my playground company was pure and simple bullshit i realized a couple of years in it was holy shit i'm becoming successful at doing this i got to keep doing this yeah and it yeah it was uh that was a terrifying one but there again i sat in a circle i talked about my fears i i gave to the circle what my fears were and some very wonderful men the late great michael murnahan being one of them uh just kind of walked me through yeah that's a bunch of bullshit you're telling yourself you know i'd like to say he did it in one night but i'm a bit of a stubborn prick yeah. yeah. Probably took a year. Well, it's 
important for men to be around other men. It's important for men to have open conversations yeah. with other men. And it's important for men to acknowledge their fear and face it. It's important for me to do that. The last few months, I've been so tired and I've just, I've been doing my business a long time and I was just kind of sick of it. I was just sick uh -huh. of it. I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to have another freaking sales call. You know what I mean? I love the work of the coaching part, but yep. the selling part, I was just sick of it. And so I stopped. I I, I kind of got a little scared. Oh, uh, I shouldn't call this person. And and that in com combination with being utterly fucking physically exhausted, which I had been, just had me start to spiral in a bad way. And all I got to do in order to get to the next level is just to create an artificial challenge for myself. So I've done that. I've called a few men and um, a couple of men are interested. They've already uh, joined mm -hmm. the challenge. I'm going to call this other man, Tucker. And I'm going to tell them, hey, here's the challenge. Um, you want to be a part of it? Let's roll. And yep. just doing that, just getting up going, okay, I got to make these 10 calls today. Fuck it. I got to make these 10 calls today. It's going to take me to a whole nother level. You know? So it, it, it's exactly. based so, in that fucking But in fear. doing that, what do you believe you did? Well, I looked at my fear and I faced it. And I took action anyways. I took action is really what I did. And action yeah, you is also shifted your context. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. I think of it that way. So but, a lot of times shifting your context can can allay the fear. Next. Because we all wake up every day with a default context and we may have a you know a powerful context, but it may not be getting us to where we need to go. And Believe me, I know from the waking up to be tired since Susan passed last year. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out what, what the fuck I'm doing now. You know, what is my purpose moving forward? I knew clearly what my purpose was until November 2021. Then my purpose was to take care of her. And after she passed, then it's like, okay, now I need a purpose, which is why I instructed the, the last two courses was to keep me in momentum because Every bone in my body wanted to just go, fuck this. I'm going to lay on the couch and watch TV, which yeah. I know would have pissed her off up there. Um, but the shifting of a context can also remove the fear. And, you know, the one with the biggest context wins almost. The, the higher the, you know, and when I was talking earlier about uh, the small problems, you know, getting in the way and the bigger problem, big problems consume the man. His purpose and his context are not high enough if that's the case. And I've, and I've been there, uh, you know, where all of a sudden everything seems to be coming at me and I, I just don't want to deal with it. And a big problem comes along and it's like, holy fuck, now what do I do? And it, it has taken me out in the past. It took me out in my first marriage for sure. Whereas the context of me serving others to be their best selves is very beneficial to me because it's almost not about me anymore and I need to solve those problems and move on. Yeah, amen. Amen. 
Uh, I appreciate you know, that's, that's conversation. That's the thing with this work is, you know, it's not just this. It's the purpose, the context, the fear. They all finger joint together through life. And, you know, the newer men that are just starting into this work, it, it, it's still chunks. But the more you dovetail it all together, the more it starts to make sense that, oh, my context is low. My fear is high. My purpose is non-existent. Oh, so I can shift that now. I can look at a bigger purpose. I can look at a higher context. And that almost, it doesn't leave room for fear. Almost. You know, there's always going to be shit creep in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to say that I really, really have enjoyed this conversation. It has knock me back on my intellectual heels as it were because it's forced me to think <laughs> it's forced me to think rather than just be on the edge of my seat ready to just respond to whatever's coming out of your mouth i'm just everything you're saying i'm taking it in and going yeah yeah okay it's good i'm learning and that's good that's really good oh that's really good um I'd like to say that I learned all this really easily and it was effortless and I'd be so full of shit. Yeah. Screen it turned brown. Yeah, there's there's nothing that's effortless in the world of no. development. You, you know, no, it's uh, and and you know, having in the past seven years I lost my mom, then my dad, uh, then Susan's mom, well from previous to that, my former lady's mom and dad. And, you know, those are, those are tragic. And then losing Susan last spring was like, fuck, but it really made me appreciate everything about life more and more with each, with, with, unfortunately with, with each passing of a close loved one, it's been, it just really enhanced how short life is and how, you know, why would I let this little piece of bullshit get in my way? Like, why am I letting it stop me? Just enjoy life, get up and, you know, smell the roses kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if a man's listening to this, I'm going to say this to you, the man who's listening to this. Create a context of giving rather than just being filled up by information. Participate with your fellow man and woman in life. If you're in business, you got to give to the people that you're seeking to help. If you're in a relationship, you got to give to the relationship to make it strong. So just take on a context of giving. It's very powerful. And if you're faced with some fears and they're getting in the way of you having success, face the fear and do it anyways. As you've been saying, Richmond, create a bigger context and take action. Because that's what's going to fucking make your life soar. Yeah, That's what's going to have you live life as the best version of yourself or as Justin Sterling puts it, as the man you've always wanted to be. 
yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. It's good stuff. It's very, very, very good stuff. I appreciate you taking the time to come and have this conversation with me today and to share your wisdom with the men. And let's do it again real soon. Okay, my man. All right, man. Good Catch talking you on the flip side. Always. Cheers. Have bye. yourself an awesome Tuesday. And bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca. 